Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. This is a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Freezing my butt off over here in this thing. I saw I ain't wouldn't got no heater because I'd be too busy. So, yeah, just chilling. Just let basketball practice. I ain't doing much though, bro. It's been a chill week for real. I had a crazy weekend. I, uh, you know, I. You know, I, I you know I meet people, I make relationships, I meet people, make relationships, boom, 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 right? So you know, in, in the course of meeting people and making relationships, I got I ended up uh, making a friend who uh, used to work for a couple sports teams. Well, he had a connection. He was able to come up to Detroit for the Jacksonville Jaguars Detroit Lions game on Sunday. He had another connection that was able to get him in, uh, get him four tickets uh, into the, uh, you know, Detroit uh, Pistons Memphis Grizzlies game. It's like, I got an extra ticket. What you doing? I was like, I'm going to the game. <laughs> For sure. Got to see that boy Ja play. And uh, that's wild. This is, um, you know, our, our little season's arena. We just opened it five years ago. Take a sip of water. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just opened it five years ago, and uh, I've only this is only my second time going there. First time I went there, uh, Jackson he won student of the month, uh, like 2018, something like that. And uh, we had a chance to uh, go to a game, went to go see Atlanta, and uh, man, we was way up in the sky. You always saw that Atlanta game, bro. <laughs> yeah, so. Vince Carter's head, bro. That's all I could see from where we was at. But now I can see like everything this time from these seats, bro. He had the good, good seats. So yeah, I was like, hey, he got the nice Jones. Hey, I, I, woo, I can't. I got to do it again, at least one more time. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, it was a good. It was a. It was you know, it was a fun game to watch, man. And the game go. Way faster when you there versus watching it like on TV, like yeah. it go, like it did not feel like I was there. You know, two two and a half hours, however long it was, the game is, it, it that that jump blew by. But no man, it was a good time, man. But I still worked that day, and then I also you know, that was Sunday. Started off at church doing a live stream, so it was just go 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 all day. And then I had a bunch of stuff to do Saturday before and the Friday before that. Your boy been ripping and running, and I'm not taking a day off until this upcoming Saturday. So uh keep pushing, brother. Come Saturday, and that's not gonna even be a Saturday. I'm gonna do some other stuff. Sunday <laughs> will be my day of rest. The the this upcoming Sunday. So I, I'll be ready for it by the time that gets here. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, I got a lot of good feedback about uh uh our, our episode last week when we finally did another tournament. Shout out to Brittany from Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered, the longest podcast name in the world. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of feedback and everybody was really seemed to be feeling it. So um, that was cool. That was dope. Dope. Yeah, man. Um, making it. Yeah, we, uh, we, we got some stuff to get into. You know, I don't think it's nothing too heavy. I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, first off, this is not even on the docket, bro. This just happened about an hour, eh, about an hour and a half before we started recording. So I don't know if you know, but um, I don't know if you know who this is. Christy Alley, you know that name? Nah, nah. She, she, um, she's best known for her role on Cheers. I forgot her character's name on Cheers, but it was like the love interest of Ted Danson's character. I remember her from being like the the Weight Watchers commercials in the uh. In the 90s and early 2000s, but anyway, she she had a brief battle with cancer and passed away this evening or sometime a brief today. Battle with what? Cancer. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I just I saw the article. It's just like she passed away. I was like, I didn't know she was sick. Yeah. yeah. So you know, rest in peace to her. You know, praying for that family. You know. Uh, she's got a lot of fans. You know, she was on TV and in the show business for a long time. So, 
Right. And I'm already seeing some people on my on my social media feeds. Yeah, you know, rest in peace and and all of that. But yeah, man, it it you know it's always sad, and, and it just made me think that like, man, like you and I said it before. You know, we get to that point now where you know people that we grew up watching and being fans of, you know, saying they was already they was already grown. You know, right. when, when you know when when we was kids watching them. So you know, naturally speaking. We, it's gonna to be to that point. I can remember, like, seeing a uh, seeing the news or seeing a, something to say, like, you know, so and so died, and my, like when I'm a kid, and my mom be like, "What? Yeah. No!" And I and you know me, I'm just like, "Well, mama, it said the man was 88. Like, what you <laughs> expect?" <laughs> she, grew, she grew up knowing that, you know, same yeah. person for 20 something years, whether they was on the radio. Yeah, singing the tv whatever so right yeah yeah man so just crazy how the world works man i mean it's just how life is but no man just want to you know give a little rest in peace you know for that family i mean for her and you know lifting that family up man um let's jump into it let's jump into what is on the docket so we're gonna start off with this little article that I found, and it's titled, it's from CNN, it says, HIV vaccine candidate induces immune response in early clinical trial, an important step forward. Reading a little bit of the article, again, this is from CNN, it says, experimental HIV vaccine has been found to induce broadly neutralizing antibodies. Nope, I read that wrong, sorry. Uh, an experimental HIV vaccine has been found to induce broadly neutralizing antibody precursors among a small group of volunteers in a phase one study. The findings suggest that a two-dose regimen of the vaccine, given eight weeks apart, can elicit immune responses against the human, against HIV, human immunodeficiency virus. Um, I got to skim through it, but... That's huge. Yeah, I mean, it's huge if they can get it to actually work. Um, I I read it and, you know, towards the end of the article, um, there were some questions um, on it. And I mean, since you're already looking at it, you can scroll to the bottom, the, the biggest key question. Um, but the questions basically, you know, stated that it wasn't able to detect uh, certain um, antibodies or, you know, VNABs in the body that it needs to in order to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they do have a, a vaccine that is supposed to seek out um, basically uh cells that are meant to um um to basically meant to like lower your immune system and it's supposed to find cells like that you know so that way your immune system will be strong as possible which is huge because if it can get it to seek out you know what i'm saying harmful cells that is meant to you know lower your immune system then it can begin to try to seek out individualized cells you know what I'm saying groups of cells so i mean it, it's a huge step but it, it's far from you know what i'm saying actually being some sort of vaccine that is gonna you know basically shut down HIV virus in the immune system or in a person's body. Yeah, I'm reading, um, I'm reading a little bit towards the bottom of the article. It says many people in the United States have turned to HIV prevention pills or frequent injections known as PREP to reduce their infection. It's a daily pill or a painful shot. It's a shot that's uncomfortable at best that you have to get several times a year. 
but having an HIV vaccine available would make protection against the virus more accessible. He said, if you can give a vaccine, you're going to reach more people and provide, if you have an effective vaccine, more and better coverage to reduce the probability of transmission if you're exposed. You know, I mean, this is... It's important that you know, this kind of work continues to happen slowly but surely, you know, no matter how long it takes, you know, ideally, you know, we would love an operation warp speed, like what we had with, um, COVID. with, with, with COVID. <clears throat> but if this is, I mean, anything is better than nothing. You know, there's a lot Indeed. of people that have been affected by it. So, you know, I mean, that's just, to be able to say that there's a vaccine and for those i'm sure you know if there's somebody listening that 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 has that or someone who's read this article that has that to know that there may be hope on the other side or maybe you know maybe you're someone who knows someone that lost their life um because they were you know immunocompromised in some capacity i'm I'm dancing around the words because my brain isn't all the way together right now and i want to make sure that <clears throat> i don't say it the, the the wrong way so uh if i have said something the wrong way regarding you know hiv and, and aids and things of that nature please forgive me it is uh you know not from an ignorance of you're just saying stuff out i'm just trying to dance around my words the right way and, and acknowledging that i could be wrong but Nonetheless, you know, someone who's lost a family member uh, to something related to HIV or AIDS, um, if they read this article, if they listen to this podcast or do both, you know, it might be, I, I, I can only imagine, you know, how much hope that would bring. I guess that's the term I want to use. Well, definitely. I mean, like I said, anything is better than nothing. You know, um, I actually know somebody personally with HIV, you know what I'm saying? And he he lives a wonderful life, should I say. I ain't going to say wonderful because I, I don't know what he deals with, you know what I'm saying, internally. But mm-hmm. on the outside, he's very happy, you know what I'm saying? He's a people person. He And, you know what I'm saying, he's dope to be around, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he takes medicine or what have you, you know what I'm saying, to help, you know, keep it down. And, and you know, he, he has to go through different things like insurance-wise and, and things like that, you know. But other than that, like, he, he doesn't stop living. He's out here, you know, having fun and doing what it is that he wants to do, essentially, you know. Right. He travels and, you know, he has partners and mates and he has medicine that, you know what I'm saying, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, passing that on, essentially. So, like, and I don't say that to just share that there is, you know, we've came a lot further than, you know what I'm saying, back when we grew up from what we understood of it, you know what I'm saying, but I know there's still milestones to go. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Man, so there was a, first off, there was a photo, and this is a little old now, but there's a photo of, um, from 1957, people boycotting the, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the desegregation or rather the integration of, uh, schools. And this is a picture of a bunch of, have you seen this picture? Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen the picture, but I've heard about it. I just haven't went to go find it. Yeah, um, it's uh, uh, Jerry Jones, who is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, so to speak. Um, He, uh, the photo is him at the age of 14, you know, joining the the boycott. And um, last week, LeBron was doing uh, media after a game, and uh, I'll just share it. So if you're watching on Patreon, you can see it. If not, you can still hear it, but you can see my screen right, bro? Right for it? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. Did you, what you thinking? Um, uh, I'm thinking two ways. Number one, you know, I applaud him for using his platform to spin the table. Um, but we all know this is nothing new. You know what I mean? That things like this happen and people that we look at every day participated. Partially one is because some people's grown into it. And partially two, you know what I'm saying? Uh, some people are ignorant and, and want to be a part of it, you know? But I can't say in a sense that I'm mad that LeBron didn't get a question about it for multiple reasons. Okay. He plays basketball. We're talking mm -hmm. football. He is an African-American male. You know what I'm saying? An African-American athlete. But I didn't see them asking white men and Jews and, and different people of color or race of athletic sort about Kyrie. They asked the black people. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that they asked those people about their people. So my question is, why aren't they asking some of the white athletes and the coaches, especially the ones at the Dallas Cowboys, on media day after football games, you know what I'm saying, and and in uh, press conferences or on ESPN when they're, you know what I'm saying, featured the next morning after the game, you know, why aren't they asking those people about his people and the decisions he made and the choices he made and how they feel about it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can – I can get down with all of that. You know, the part that really stood out for me is what LeBron did not do. LeBron put it put it across perfectly. First off, it was interesting that he said, I didn't get a question. And then the reporter tried to jump in and say, you know, tried to jump in with something. Presumably, Try to come in and say, okay, well, LeBron, what do you think about that? Like, no, nah, bro, it's too late. Like, you're not, you're not being genuine. I doubt, I doubt that's what he was coming in to say, though, I'm, I'm sure. And it probably wasn't a reporter that jumped in. <laughs> oh, that was the reporter. That was a reporter. It was. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but I, I love how he crafted his words. You know, at no point did he say, At no point did he say, 
Kyrie was mistreated. Kyrie wasn't treated fairly. Um, he said, when we do something wrong, it's all, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, when we do something wrong, when my people do something wrong, you know, it's all over the tabloids. There's questions about it. But, you know, when other people do stuff wrong, you know, he said, I just want the same energy. He didn't say, leave, leave Kyrie alone. He didn't say, you know, don't worry about what we do or anything like that. He said, same energy, meaning that when we're when we do wrong, we accept that we do wrong and we have to speak towards it. But when somebody else does wrong, somebody else needs to be, you know, somebody else needs to be able to speak up about it and what's going on with it. I will say that I did not think about the fact that he plays basketball and this is a football situation. I didn't think about that. Um that's a fair point in that regard, why they would not ask him that. I would say, but the comparison would be when um, uh, we talk about this dude all the time. Donald Surly, guy that used to be the owner of the Clippers. When that TMZ thing came out, he was asked about it. And that's when he said, you know, if it is true, we can't have this guy in the league, things like that. So it's just, it, it it's, it, it it was it was a great opportunity for LeBron to use his platform to make a to make an important statement, and on top of that, he made it he well done, like well done. At all, I don't think anybody can look at LeBron and say, you know, there's going to be some people that say I don't like LeBron because he talks about politics. He's supposed to just play basketball, shut up and dribble. You know, there's going to be those ignorant people that are just going to be those ignorant people. Um, but when you look at the message for what it is, not from who it's from, there was nothing wrong with the way that he delivered this message at all. No, he, I mean, he did great delivering the message, but hopefully it opens it up for maybe people that's on that side mm -hmm. to start asking questions or, or bringing that conversation to surface, yeah, you man. know? Because, you know, football has to hold their people accountable because it's almost, yeah, LeBron said something, but he's not the god of all sports. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. So, you know, if the people who they pay and employ pretty much says nothing, it still goes on deaf ears. Right. Because people are going to say, hey, he's stepping outside his lane. He needs to stay inside basketball. Nobody yeah. over there is complaining. So, you know, hopefully it, it opens that up, you know, more. Because he did do a great job. But for it to fall on death's ears, you know what I'm saying, it, it's going to be pointless. I, I would just say in response to that, that because of who he is, it won't fall on death, on death ears. Because he is who he is. Um, right. you know, um, you know, I think about, you know, when, when Kareem, uh, was fighting for stuff in the sixties, it wasn't, it was often not necessarily directly related to basketball. When Muhammad Ali was fighting for stuff in the sixties, it wasn't directly related to boxing. Like, but when you are, when you are at that level of, of icon, of athlete slash celebrity in general, your words matter. And him using his powers for good is it's gonna make a difference. It might be a slow, it might be slow, it might take a while, but it'll it'll make a difference. So I was happy to see that happen. Um man, this story was just crazy. I didn't really even like read the article. Um but in Alabama they arrested an 82 year old lady for failure to pay her trash pickup bill. 82 years old. Let's go ahead and read a little bit of the article. So this is from AL.com, which is Alabama.com. An Alabama police department drew... Stop with you. Okay, AL.com. We don't need these ads. Um, uh... An Alabama police department drew outrage after its police chief announced the arrest of 82-year-old woman who did not pay her trash bill on social media. 
Valley Police Chief is Valley, Alabama, by the way. Valley Police Chief Mark Reynolds claimed the department's hands were tied on whether to handcuff Martha Lewis Menefield after a magistrate signed off on her arrest for failure to pay trash, adding that the 82-year-old woman was treated respectfully by officers in performance of their duties. What? Come on. What you, what you, what you got, bro? What you thinking? I mean, this they ain't got nothing that Valley Alabama sound like it might got 200 people in it. <laughs> like they they probably ain't got nothing else better to do. You know, you're talking about Alabama, you know what I'm saying? That's the South, that's the country. Three fourths of people probably don't pay a trash bill because they probably burn in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? Half of them in the country. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it she might not have no trash. You know what I'm saying? If it's that big of a deal, why the hell is you still billing her and taking her trash if she do got trash? At what point do you say, okay, she ain't gonna pay it? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like that's, I mean, it's just ignorant. You know what I mean? They do but, have a, they do and have I seen a, a comment on there say it still ain't gonna get paid. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a population of less than. Uh, Less than ten thousand as of the twenty ten census. Oh, twenty twenty one census is ten thousand five hundred thirteen. So that's that's small. I think Sandusky had twenty thousand people. Yeah. So to really put that in comparison, um. Oh, I guess it's uh, I guess it's technically a suburb of uh of of Atlanta. I guess it's Alabama. Yeah, no, I guess it's a, it's a, where's I reading that? Convenient to three major urban centers of Atlanta, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama, okay. and Montgomery, Alabama. So it's a little so, run through town. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Leave, leave that lady alone. They, hey, times is hard. You ain't even get your money for the trash bill. You know what I'm saying? I just, and it's a it's a city thing, so you know what I'm saying. Like, it's not it's not like it, it's regulated by anything else. It's usually paid to like city, you know, taxes or utilities or something to that nature. It's for the city. It ain't it ain't big deal. My thought about stuff like that is that it's got to be costing you more resources to use gas and police officer waste time to go out and arrest that lady than it is to just pick up her trash. Not in 10,000, with 10,000 people. They got they got to show an expense. Shit, they ain't got enough going on to show an expense. They, they need to, to run that gas out. <laughs> Man, that's Got to get that government funding, baby. <laughs> so... My church is in Highland Park, Michigan, which is a, a little city inside of the city of Detroit. And it is poor there. There's a lady that lives behind a church. She is at minimum 106 years old, at minimum. She's probably 107. And they take care of her. Like, I just don't see, you, you just can't, I mean, maybe I'm a, Maybe I'm unrealistic, but um, I just don't see how arresting an old lady, I don't see how that helps you because the rules are the rules. And I know I can be like, a, this is what the rules are. You got to play the game the way it is. Oh, I know I can be that way. You are that way. You know, can but, <laughs> but. Nah, man. Like, you gotta be able to make a judgment call. Like, that's just foul. I mean, there's a lot of times where judgment calls should have been made and it wasn't. So, you know, can't say that really no more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just our, our world that we live in. We're arresting, we're arresting old folks for because we took their trash. Like, you could just not pick up her trash. Like, what? Like That's what I said. Like, <laughs> at what point did you just say, you know what? You, you deal with it. I ain't gonna pick it up. Man. 
I don't know. That story. She just, must live in a real nice neighborhood. If she lives in a real nice neighborhood, then the trash should be able to be paid for with the tax services. I also just like don't that was something that took me a long time to get used to. When I lived in Ohio when I lived when I grew up in Detroit, you know, the trash was just part of your city taxes. Like that was just that was just it. It was just done. Like you trash came on your street on Thursday, you have your can outside Wednesday night. Be done with it. Once a month, the fourth Wednesday of the month, that was the rubbish day. You could throw out any of your big stuff that you didn't want. Leave it out there in the front yard. Leave it out there in the grass and they'll pick it up. Like, so when I moved to um Ohio and started, you know, growing up, living in my own little town, stuff like that, and um, you know, paying, you know, for trash service, that was like it was weird to get used to. But you know what, man? If I didn't pay the bill, because like when I lived in Illyria, the trash was part of the water bill. If I didn't mm-hmm. if I didn't pay the water bill, it was just it was just past due. They would still would come scoop up the trash, like it's just gonna be past due. Like, I don't know, man. That's just there's better ways to work that out. I mean, yeah, but, you know, everybody ain't paying city taxes in the city, so they had to find a different way to, yeah. to get their monkeys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, man, we're going to move on to the next little joint we got here. This one was just like, this one was just, I'm going to just read the article. It's from the Associated Press. Uh, German police arrest a woman for shutting off roommate's ventilator. Don't laugh. <laughs> That's going to be Bradley. <laughs> the 72-year-old suspect was allegedly annoyed by the sound the machine made. So read a little bit of the article. So dear woman has been arrested after she allegedly switched off the hospital roommate's ventilator twice because she was annoyed by the sound it made, authorities in, in Germany said Thursday. One was jailed on suspicion of attempted manslaughter following the incident at the hospital of the city that they were in. That part doesn't matter. That is crazy. Uh, I remember seeing this video on TikTok like a year ago. It's a dude who, um, and it had to be a skit, now that I think about the guy that I saw. I've seen him in some other stuff since. It had to be a skit. But uh, there's a guy who he just can't breathe. He can't breathe. He's got the you know breathing machine stuff in his nose, and he can't breathe. And the ladies run in, try to help him, try to help him. He finds the cord, tries to figure out there's a hole in the cord or something. Runs the cord all the way back, realizes that it's unplugged. And due to unplug the the ventilator for his um for his uh his phone charger. And then the guy that that that, that plugged the phone charger in just like I I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude, when he could finally got it plugged in, he could breathe. He looked at him. He go for real. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep thinking about that when I see the story, bro. But like this lady unplugged the ventilator twice. Like, what is you doing? That's fine, but you know, at the same time, the staff should have got that old lady. You know, old folks, they just they're grouchy. They could have got her a different roommate. You put two people with ventilators in the same room. You know what I mean? That way they could hear each other. And ain't nobody gonna be mad. We both making noise. The best part is that it it it, it... The best part? How did you say that? <laughs> I, um, I, I describe the best situation in this scenario to me and all the other people that's going to listen to this now that you put your foot in your mouth because I have to know. Well, the best part is I can edit. And the best part <laughs> is the best part is is that I can edit, but we both know I'm going to forget. <laughs> um, but um, I, I the what I don't understand is, is how is this lady, they're hospital roommates. How was one person in the hospital, like, able-bodied enough to get up and go unplug the ventilator twice? Like, right. what's happening in this hospital? <laughs> Listen, they're they making their rounds. they short-staffed like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, they had the, the thing on because they said the second time that she got them in the evening, and uh, they actually had to bring the lady back to life. She had to be resuscitated. That's crazy. And now, and now she, um, 
she uh needs intensive care but she ain't got no life-threatening you know since it's she just needs intensive care so that's why they went on ahead and charged the lady yeah yeah so um last little article we got for tonight uh this is from cnn their business uh section says the verdict is in a four-day work week is good for business after six months most of the 33 companies and 903 workers training the schedule with no reduction in pay are unlikely to ever go back to a standard working week according to the organizations of the global pilot program none of the 27 companies participating who responded to a survey about a four-day work week global said they were leaning towards planning or returning to their former five-day routine about 97% of the 495 employees who responded said they wanted to continue with a four-day week. I love that idea of a four-day week. You just work a couple more hours, but then be done with it. I I don't know if I ever told you this story before, but there was this one period way back in the day. This is like 2007. Um, it was just this weird week. I'm working at Castaway Bay at this point, and this weird week where everybody not everybody, but a lot of people had like weird, like special requests offs or, you know, what unavailable for whatever reason. And the only person that had like open availability this one week was me. So the boss came in and was like, all right, let's make the schedule work. What, what we got to do? So the way that the, the fiscal weeks worked there, it was Sunday through Saturday. This week in particular, I was off Sunday, off Monday. Work Tuesday, open and close. I was off Wednesday, Thursday. Work Friday, open and close. And I worked Saturday, like, 3 to close, something like that. I think it was 3 to 11, something like that. Bro, that was the best week, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I made the same hey. money. Only worked three whole physical days. The other four days, bro, we just kicked it, bro. Just, that was the hey. best. That's why being a travel agent sounds so great. Work two weeks on, off two weeks. We get paid the whole month. Hey, that's that's fire. And, and I mean, I, I wish more jobs would adapt to it. Because I'm gonna tell you right uh -huh. now, I I'm telling you right now, they might as well. Because the reason you ain't got employees, we tired. We ain't <laughs> our mamas and our daddies. Listen, I'm telling you right now, the average person nowadays, the thought of them working 30 years for your ass to retire is long, long gone. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody with that no more. All this, oh, well, you know, you, you still need your check. People don't give a damn. You can have that check. Somebody else will give me one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. Folks are tired of shit. This four-day work week sound great for folks. Huh. Interesting how you change your tune. What? Because about a year, a year to a year and a half ago, I remember I made a post on Facebook, so this is before we had a podcast, and I talked about how at Cedar Point was offering $20 an hour to get people to come and work there. And basically, I said something to the effect of that I thought it was an inflection point in our society that people were really, you know, kind of taking back the power and they weren't just going to go back to the same old thing. And your response was to the tune of, like, yeah, people can say all this now, but, like, when it comes down to it, they just going to have to they're going to have to work. Basically, you were saying, like, it ain't going to change. It's just like a moment in time. But eventually, people are going to have to go back to doing it the way they used to, to do it. And now I mean, you're saying that... Go ahead. They do, they do in a sense, but what I'm saying is people is tired of the... They will go find another job faster than they would just stay there miserable. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's not like... It's not like your boss give a damn about you being his employee. His job is how long he can keep you being his employee. You know what I'm saying? Before he gonna have to find a new one. And all I'm saying is if you're not going to treat your employees like they're valued more than just, you know what I'm saying, oh, I pay you. 
Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody getting paid that goddamn well. Because if so, they would they would love their job. It wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying you ain't gonna have. Oh, you gonna have to. So you gonna have to do something. Oh, you, yeah. know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still say you got to do something. Like it, it, it ain't no way around that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might have a side hustle and all that, but you still, you know what I'm saying? Going whether you work your own job or you you work for somebody else. But people are more willing to leave. They're not going to sit there 30 years with your ass talking about, you know what I'm saying, making 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And you think that's just cool. You know yes. what I mean? Like I was in the uh I was in the Penn Station. Uh, this is at the beginning of the year. I was doing DoorDash, waiting on a DoorDash order. And there's a there's a wing spot in the same plaza as that Penn Station. And there was literally a girl in her wing spot uniform. Um, it's called Detroit Wing Company. But she's literally in her Detroit Wing Company uniform turning in an application for Penn Station <laughs> in the middle Bruh. of her ship. It- Hey, listen, I'm telling you right now, 90% of employees are sitting on Indeed, LinkedIn, and anything else while they on their shift. You know what I'm saying? Most managers is a, I need this done now away from losing that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, when when it comes down to mental health, you want to talk about mental health. Mental health days is important as hell. Because folks is exhausted. Burnt out, tired, overworked, underpaid, you know what I'm saying? And even more now than ever because you know, of people not wanting to come to work. I was thinking about this literally today on my own with that point. To your point, I was thinking about because um, I looked at LinkedIn and uh, I saw one of my old bosses promoting the job for a, a business sales manager. And I'm just like, Nope, wouldn't even think about it. And then I saw one of my, my old boss's bosses. He left that company, and now he's working for another company. And he's like, I'm looking for a sales executive. And I was just looking like, nope. And I was just thinking, like, I made more money when I had my, when I was a Verizon district manager. I made more money, bro. But I worked way more, and I was way more stressed out way more freaked out and like when you think about like the work that i do commensurate to what i get paid the raw dollars might not be more but first off it ain't that far off like realistically number one but then number two i actually make more money because i work way less like i make more money per hour given the the amount of hours i work and that's, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You know what I'm saying? Like, people can say all day, or oh, people just want something for nothing. No, nah, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? In this situation, like, people really just want to be able to, and, and I'm going to tell you where it really sits in. People really want to be able to have that work-home balance. You know, you have way more people who wants to be active in kids' sports. You know yep. what I'm saying? Don't want to feel as drained when they get home to their kids and they're taking it out inside the household because, you know what I'm saying, they've been barked at all day or pushed all day to meet deadlines and what have you. You know what I'm saying? Like, or they're covering three other people's job because they ain't there today. You know what I'm saying? So, it, like, a four-day work week, and I, I don't even, I'm not even saying like it got to be a Monday through Thursday off Friday through Sunday. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, however you slice it, I think people be way more comfortable just with a four day work week, period. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, the other issue is we've seen in, I mean, hell, what, at least I would say, and I don't know the real numbers, but I would say 80% of jobs in America, you know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not going to say 80% of jobs, but we showed that pretty much 80% of America can do some type of telework where we do work from home or remote or outside the office. Okay. So it, it once you show that, people are even saying, hey, I give you four days in and, you know what I'm saying, a couple of days out. 
where I don't have to physically be tied down to you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it still would be cool. It, that work-life balance is essential these days. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if you're an employer and if you're not, if your job that you're employing people for isn't in like a in a setting that requires physical engagement with the client, ain't no reason why like offices are like you played out for if you still like paying office leases and stuff like that. Like why? Not why? only why, but at the same time, bro, there's a lot of things that don't necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Like you can pick almost any business and inside that business, a lot of it can be done outside the office. Mm-hmm. There, there's few things like, you know what I'm saying? Downsize offices, you know what I'm saying? Go in business suites, you know what I'm saying? With multiple businesses where the people that literally needs to be in the office is there. Everybody mm-hmm. else is working from, I mean, you can sell cars from home. You know what I'm saying? You can literally sell phones from home you know what i'm saying if you if you sell phones business service from home you can i mean you can troubleshoot you can counsel all remote yeah i I do think there 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 does need to be some stuff that's in person to me man the hack and this is gonna be free game for somebody but the hack has got to be bro build a coffee shop with like with with offices and, and and a conference room or two attached to it, and sell it sell hourly rental rates for it. I mean, that's in a sense. There's places like that already. Yeah, where, you know, what I'm saying not necessarily have the coffee, but I mean, you can make your own coffee while you're using the meeting space. But you know, what I'm saying. I, I mean, but generally, bro, unless unless you have to physically sign for something, physically need to view something yeah you know what i'm saying because i i can literally have it set up where there's the same office finance lady you know what i'm saying that's there to sign you over for a car and get you the keys to do your test drive after we sit here and talk about it and work out terms and everything so when you get here we already know you approve you do your test drive you like it cool you slide right in the office and finish right you know what I'm saying? I mean, mechanics, yeah, they need to be on site. You know what I'm saying? But service yeah. riders, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm just saying, because they, they've already showed that it can be done. So it's hard to bring people back into the office when you show them that they can do their same job, be as effective yep. outside the office. Yep. You, yep. you know, the, that's, that's the biggest thing. If anybody got to do a portion of their job outside the office, you might as well go there. Yeah, I saw um, going back to the four day work week part of the conversation. Um, not I saw, but I one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, they were talking about how Chick Fil A in some locations they're starting a three day work week, three days, thirteen hours. So you know Chick Fil A is closed on Sunday. So either your shift would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But either way, you work three straight days, and you got four straight days off. Then you work three, you all four. Bay bay. I like that idea. Like you said, I, I, I think it would be hard for me to get used to now that I'm, you know, thirty six and got kids. <laughs> I was about to say that's the for the for the parental portion. You know, what I'm saying like you ideally couldn't do thirteen hours each day. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying, like because you need to be in the house for yeah. more than when you when your boy was twenty though. Ah, uh, we could run it up. Look, we could run it up. You know Ain't what no problem, saying? coach. I'm here. It's too easy because a joker like me, I'm going to end up still working seven days a week. Cause them three jobs working three days here, three days there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm a squeezy. Like, that's just who I am. You're going to do the same thing at 20 years old. I already know. You know uh, it. I'm running it up. You, you can't tell me. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, you know. Yeah, man. I, but I, I agree with him. And I think 
if they want to build the workforce back up, if they want to get people back, you know what I'm saying, and get things moving, that that's the that's the route. Looking at a four day work week, going more, you know what I'm saying, remote, hybrid working, in and out of the office, any of that type of combination, you you're gonna get you some candidates out there. You keep this hey, old traditional shit. It's gonna be bad. I, I gotta share this right quick, so uh, listeners won't notice until I tell them. But I had the cough just now. You know it. You can see me. You just kept it pushing. I had the cough, so I put my microphone on mute. I'm coughing. My fucking this meeting say, "Are you trying to talk? You mute it, bitch." I'm coughing. <laughs> 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 that shit made me laugh. Uh, but, Yo, man, uh, I think that's really all we got, man. A little short, little joint. You know, it's the holidays. We busy. Fred coaching. I'm working. Man. Short little episode this Time week. Trying find me a new job. It's going to be hybrid. Hey. You, you know I'm not going to remember to edit that out. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> you all right, them shit. Man, my boss probably know, too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, I find another check. There's hey. always another check. I don't chase the money, shit. Well, y'all heard it here first. So, until then, you know, hey, just in case Fred Boss listening, you know, follow him on Facebook. Fred Scott, you know, he he give him some stars. He might need to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that either way, cause shit, y'all give me enough. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. Help me follow my dream. Uh, Tell sleep. Mm-mm, that ain't the name. That ain't it. That ain't it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Dot Humble underscore Beginnings on Instagram is Fred. I'm Brad Robinson 86 on Twitter, Brad Robinson 1986 on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow me, you can follow Fred, you can follow the show at What's Happening. Uh, check the Patreon, I'm sorry, check the link tree that's in this show notes. And join our Patreon. You get this episode and every episode ad-free. You get the option to watch video as well. Bunch of other perks that are coming with that. Check it out. Click that link. Check it out. And if you think we've earned it, leave us a five-star rating and a review on your podcast app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Share the show with a friend and help us to grow. And we will see y'all next week. Peace.